Money is a problem. Everyone knows it and nobody can escape the desire to chase after the next get rich quick scheme or the latest shit coin or just the promise for a better life fast, right? Because that's what humans want when dopamine kicks into play when you're in imagination land and you imagine a better life for yourself and you're like, oh, I really want that nice mansion. I want those fancy cars and dopamine is reinforcing that. And it's like, I want it right now. I need to get that. And so something that can promise that and has the illusion of proof or even actual true proof in that case is just positioned in a wrong way or a misleading way of how fast you're going to actually see the results then that creates the problem and we get stuck in this loop of trying to get things fast, not getting them, closing our mind off to the potential opportunity that is actually there and pursuing that over the long term with consistency. But we're here to talk about money. We're here to talk about the thing that impacts the entirety of our lives. It impacts the food that we can eat. It impacts the places that we can live. Therefore, with that, it affects the people that we can connect with that bring more opportunity. And it also impacts how we view the world because all of us are tied to money in a sense and it it determines the stress that we face on, face on a day-to-day -day basis if you do not know how to regulate or handle that stress with something like mindfulness. And all of those things that we talked about, so the place that you live, the food you can eat, those all loop back and start affecting your ability to make more money again. Why? Because the food that you eat impacts the energy that you have in order to go out and make money per se, or even uh, the neurotransmitters that are floating around in your head about how you feel and then your relationship with money and how you view it, how you perceive it, and all of that other stuff that we, we need to break this down. So the first thing is that 99% of people aren't aware of what's possible. And I'm not saying this in a way to put you down. I'm just saying it as a fact because I was in the same place. Most people are living in a state of closed mindedness, right? Opportunities don't register to them, right? They don't, if you have no way of making money and then you see someone doing a car wash on the side of the road and your first reaction is like, ha, what a loser. This guy's on the, like doing a car, car wash on the side of the road when you're there worrying about your next paycheck and he's probably pulling in more money than you could ever imagine and you have no idea. You don't question, you aren't curious about the depth behind that. You just see someone standing on the side of the road advertising a car wash or whatever it may be, someone on social media advertising a service that you don't think is profitable and so you don't dive into it more and do all of that stuff. You aren't conscious. And so it hurts to realize this. It hurts to realize that you are the cause of your own suffering. And what I mean by that is that your thoughts shape your reality. Your thoughts shape your reality, AKA how you perceive something, your your beliefs and your worldview and the, the mental, the state of mind that you've adopted over time through conditioning and just learning and acting in the real world. It, influences how you perceive the world and that influences your the the automatic thoughts and robotic mechanical nature of like how you perceive the world when you see something does it do you pause and do you actually dive deeper or are you just like oh that's a sidewalk oh that's a road oh that's a guy holding a sign for a car wash oh that i'm about to get in a crash and you know all this stuff it's all survival based but your beliefs or your worldview dictates your perception of that reality, your thoughts reinforce that reality, 
And your perception determines how you act in the world, right? If you don't see, quite literally see or perceive an opportunity as something that will and can make money, then it's closed off to you because you don't dive down that pathway, right? That is only the start. It is the iceberg of all of the other actions you will take just by taking that one action. And this is why it is so important to continuously push outside of your comfort zone because that is in unknown territory. That is something that you do not see after that first step or after seeing the tip of the iceberg, acting on it and opening up, let's say a pathway into the unknown so you can start that journey. And it's just very rewarding. But let's talk about the notion of stress in our society because I feel like that is a huge preventer for many people to make money. And so what causes stress? Focus, you can watch the last video, two videos ago, um, it's called why you feel overwhelmed all the time and eight steps to overcome that, something about reclaiming your focus. But you have to understand that attention is placed. Where your attention is placed is your reality, right? Your thoughts create your reality, whatever, but your attention, what fills the contents of your consciousness or what you focus on or what your attention is immersed in is your reality. Now, if you're focused on a negative thought or your, again, thoughts shape reality. So if you wake up and you immediately think, oh shit, I have to get this done. That's stress response, right? You're hyper-focused on that thing that fills your awareness or your content of consciousness and you feel negative because of that. And then you may misinterpret that negative feeling as truly negative or something that isn't supposed to be there because of expectations, beliefs, assumptions, again, reflecting back on how you perceive things and the illusion that is perception. And you have to take that into account, right? You have to be able to pause, step back and actually think, right? You have to critically think rather than mindlessly think and just let things consume your attention without your control right? Because that's the problem here. It's survival. Survival and basic needs and not having an understanding of those things, right? Because the self, your identity is what you were trying to survive, right? Think of it. We started off as a blank slate, as a human. Our minds were blank slates to an extent. They had like prior programming and genetics and networks that were already there, but we picked up most of what we know just by going about life from our parents, from schools, from what the government said, culture, society, all of these other things have constructed our mind in this way to survive in this modern world, right? And so now think of it, every single aspect of your identity, I want you to think of your, the self or your identity as something you've constructed, right? Because my name wasn't Dan until it was assigned to me. Uh, I wasn't a white boy until I was told so and I believed that. Right now, again, I am a white boy and that's how <laughs> this is a weird way of saying it, but uh, like that's how people understand me and I understand them and that is survival. But then it gets a bit more complex, right? Because that's generally well accepted, but things like religious doctrine, ideology, just beliefs, the arguments of the world are people trying to survive a certain aspect of their identity because they believe it to be true again beliefs dictate perception dictate how you act in the world so with that said i want you to think of the self this is kind of just like a concept that i've been thinking of yourself think of it is something that you have 
it's like a bunch of dots, right? Think of your body as like floating dots and each of those dots are connected to something that it is in a relationship with. So if you identify or you are in a relationship with a specific religious teaching like Christianity and they say making money is bad and then you're hearing me telling you that making money is good or that you can make more money, that string is kind of plucked or it's threatened, right? And so you get a stress response, you get angry, you start defending your own perspective or your own beliefs on that and then you close your mind off to actually making that money. So this is just something that you really need to become aware of are your reactions. People put it a lot simpler than this when they talk about things like um, like being mindful or pausing before reacting or like all of these other things where you just pause and you actually think things through rather than be a mechanical robot that just walks about life mindlessly. And so what happens when these little strings of yourself are plucked is it gives you a stress response, okay? And again, focus or where your focus is placed causes stress. So if that string is plucked or your belief is challenged on, let's say, money, then your attention goes there. You see where I'm going with this? If you don't, re like, restart the video because your attention, what fills your attention and that instant negativity that you aren't in control of, you aren't in control of it and how your attention gets sucked there and then you have a stress response and then that stress response narrows your focus and fills your attention with only that negative thing, negativity bias in psychology and you close your mind off. You That's what narrowing your focus is, is you're closing your mind to certain things rather than opening your mind and actually seeing everything for what it is, accurate perception, therefore dictating your actions revolving around that and shifting that from trying to survive that when nothing's been threatened. Like you just go about your life, you walk away, you close the app, you turn up, you get out of Twitter, it's not real. And unless it's a real threat, like you being stabbed, of course, yes, you're gonna go instinctual and you're not gonna be able to control yourself and you're gonna go and you're gonna try to defend yourself against the other guy because that's true survival, right? But survival of the self, of beliefs, are really, they're not doing anything to you. You're having a stress response, narrowing your focus, filling your attention with something negative around that, and it's reinforcing a negative relationship with money in this case, which then prevents you from acting in order to make more money. So I want you to think here, when I'm talking about money, have you had any negative reactions as you were watching this video? And now I'm not saying that those are wrong or those aren't backed, I'm not some form of omnipotent person. I'm presenting an argument here, but I want you to be able to see the argument from my perspective rather than closing your mind and maintaining your narrow perspective on what could be a bad relationship with money. So you need to stop and you need to think, okay, what happens when I have to talk about money? Where does my attention go, right? You're paying attention to the thought processes here because thoughts create reality. So with money, if I talk about money with you, right, if we're one-on-one, -on -one, you're talking with a friend about money and maybe a, a, a big purchase that has to be made or you need to, like you wanna go out but you don't have enough money to do so, how does that make you feel, right? And where does your attention go next? Does it go to like, oh no, I have to wait till Friday until I can do that? And then you start to get locked into this paradigm of like, oh, the paycheck comes Friday, so I need to base my entire life around that Friday paycheck rather than start to create my own income source and realize that not everyone gets paid on a Friday and that I can get paid whenever I want if I understand how to get paid what 
like when I want with a business. So do you get mad when people talk about money? Do you get uncomfortable? Do you get stressed? Or are you happy? Do you have a good relationship with it? Are you making more than enough to take care of your survival needs and decrease the stress that money causes, which I would believe that 80% of people's stress can be solved by money because then there's the, I'm kind of rambling here, but then there's the other argument of like, oh, money, money isn't everything. Money doesn't cause happiness. And it's like, you're right. <laughs> but it's the, like the other way around is right too. Uh, you can make as much money as you want. And you have to understand that there's also the argument of, oh, our ancestors did this, our ancestors did that. And they are also right. But then what is also right is that our money's, our, our ancestors' entire lives were not built around money. They didn't spend $3,000 a month to sustain their living, right? We live in a completely different environment and we have to adapt, we have to integrate ancient, modern, and all of these other teachings into it. Let the truth blur by not subscribing to one of those perspectives and take those and act by our own doing in order to become directly conscious and directly experience life as it is. Now, this is all fun to talk about, right? Abstractions and all of this philosophical stuff on survival and all these other things that are truly important. They are extremely important because the base of everything is focus. The base of everything is perception and perspective and your worldview and deconstructing that over these videos or just in general in your life is going to spread into every single thing that you ever want to accomplish ever in your life. That's just what it is. You have to fix the root before you can try and fix another problem. So as with all videos, I want to give you a few lessons. And in this case, seven, hopefully practical lessons that should make you more than a college degree because clickbait titles work. I don't think I'll call it that. But the first lesson being, or the first step being you need to step into the arena. Step one is the man in the arena. Why? Because making money is a skill. It's something that you can practice. It is something that you can get better at. Like that's just what business is. You get better at the skill of business, which is making money, but you have to understand what business is. It's not like a sport where you can go to the park with your friend and practice like your throw or even running or even like a tackle or something like that with business. You have to understand that it comes from building and selling. You have to build something of value and you need to sell that to another person, implying that you need to be in the arena with someone that has money to give. If you are not in the arena with someone that has money to give, if you're over here in tutorial hell, just practicing, practicing, practicing like this, like your skills ex itself that are supposed to make money rather than making money as a skill by actively doing it in the real world, and building projects that you can try and practice selling to someone else, then you're not going to make money. Like if you don't do that, you're not going to make money. If you literally have no ability to make money because another person isn't on the receiving end of what you're doing, then you're not going to make money. So step or lesson number two is open mindedness. We've talked about this a lot, but if you are not open to the potential of being, being rich, then you will never get rich. That's just how life works in general. You have to have the idea and then you have to actualize it. You have to have the belief. Some people can stumble across this, right? You can stumble across riches or whatever it else may be, but that's extremely rare, right? We want to be in control of it. Okay. So in order to be in control of this stuff, the thought, the belief, the reality of being rich or having this amount of money needs to be a thing. 
So you open your mind by paying attention to where your attention goes. Funny, but where your attention goes when you have that negative feeling. This is mindfulness as a whole and why I'm a big proponent on kind of spiritual or conscious entrepreneurship is because you can't just like do things and hope that they work. You have to be conscious of all of these things and you have to consistently get uncomfortable and expand your mind by learning self-education, being open to opportunities, not labeling or judging specific business models or things that you just think aren't for you. You have to pull the truth from everything. You have to see all perspectives, learn and pull the truth and actions from the middle of all of that in order to make progress the fastest. That is the only shortcut that you are going to find is consciousness. Number three is the fundamentals are king. So as always, I make a cool little graphic that are usually, I, I would say they're mostly for Instagram, but you can see it here. And it pretty much shows you that you need two things in business. You need one value. You need a product or service that promises a desirable result that people actually want. Value, right? An offer, a product or service, product or service product or service. Don't rely on, let's say, a social media platform like YouTube and growing on YouTube and having the ads or ad views pay you your income. Be in direct control of it by creating something of your own. Like I've created a bunch of courses. I've created a cohort. I've done consulting. I've done freelancing. I've tried e-commerce brands. I've failed at even more than all of those. Right now, I'm thinking about building a software. And again, this is where you need to open your mind back to step two is that I never thought that building a software like a SaaS or like an app was something for me, right? Or something that I could do. And until I opened my mind to that and started researching it and looking into it and actually having the intention of building something, then you realize it's possible, right? And if there are roadblocks like, oh, I don't have enough capital. Oh, I don't have enough something else. You may have to set it aside for later, but that doesn't mean you can't do it. Anyone can do it, right? You can learn to code if you want to. If you don't have the capital, it's like, okay, spend six months learning to code, build the app, and then start to sell it, right? You can do whatever the fuck you want. And so back to uh, an analogy I love with the whole business needing one value, people, money happens in the middle, is a fundamental and a universal principle, right? In terms of a relationship with someone else. So it's like with dating, if you aren't landing dates, one, either you aren't valuable enough and you're in an environment where there are a lot of people, or you are valuable enough, but you aren't in an environment with a lot of people. And so if those don't match, how are you going to land a date? So lesson or step number four is the one person business model, which I believe is the best starting point and possibly ending point for 95% of people. Because I truly believe that everyone is an entrepreneur. You're already developing some form of value in your life. You just may not be sharing it with someone else in exchange for what it's worth, which is money. Sometimes you're exchanging it for something else like love or feeling better about yourself or something else rather than money. It's just an exchange of value and what value you want to receive through the value that you give, right? Is it money? Is it love and affection? Is it a relationship? What is the conversion that you are trying to secure? It's just different perspectives all revolving around the same thing, which is creating value, which is the only thing that humans do. You have an idea, which is intangible. You make it tangible. And that's where buildings, language, philosophy, science, everything comes from. That's what humans have built. So you have to build something, whatever it may be, and exchange it for value. If some of that value is money, then you're an entrepreneur. And so 
what used to take a few thousand dollars, a huge team of people, a bunch of programmers to build something <laughs> or at least be an entrepreneur, you can do it as one person now. There's no code tool, there's website builders, there's endless free education online. You can buy people's aggregated systems as courses to accelerate that process. You can buy coaching, you can build anything you want. You can attract a massive audience through social media if you understand how to play that game and then you have people. And then when you create something of value like a course, physical product, tool, uh, cohort, consulting, freelancing, whatever the fuck it may be, a software, then you sell it to those people because those things are aligned. And so in next week's video, I believe it's next week's, uh, one of the coming videos, we're gonna talk about the one person business more and kind of the entrepreneurial method. So how to find a problem, solve a problem, uh, do all these things that lead to making more money. But for now, understand and just be aware and open-minded enough to know that you can do something with almost $0 to your name and as one person. So lesson or step number five is think big, act small. And so I wanna read you a previous tweet of mine is when you're lost, try everything and see what sticks. When you're overwhelmed, drop everything and see what sticks. So again, it's all like duality, it's all back and forth, it's all on and off, that's what reality is. But you understand, you have to understand that creativity comes from thinking big, AKA open-mindedness, having a grand idea or vision for your future and then taking that because that's what creativity is you have to be open-minded enough and big picture thinking and zoomed out and not hyper focused and stressed enough to be creative and then acting small so creativity is about connection so thinking big holding a bunch in your mind and connecting the dots and then productivity is about clarity so connection creativity clarity uh productivity when you are hyper clear and you're focused or you pull from your vision of the future it's aligned with your goals, you know exactly the first step to take and you start taking that and the skill matches the challenge, then you are productive. You are in flow state and you are creating the reality that you want to live in. So that's the main thing because you can get stuck in big picture thinking mode or like big thinking mode and get overwhelmed because there's too many options. It has to be a balance. It has to be big picture, small action, big picture, small action, creativity, productivity. And those can be worked into your days, your weeks, your months, whatever it may be. So lesson number six is to increase your baseline income and decrease your baseline lifestyle needs. Because I hit, I'm not saying this to brag, I, I try not to come off as bragging. Uh, I, I hope it to be inspiring, right? Because I hit my first $100,000 month uh, last week. And the thing with that is, is I'm probably not gonna hit that again for maybe a few more months, right? Until it becomes my new baseline. But in order for it to become my new baseline, I have to hit like a high of 150,000, right? Because like equilibrium, it'll start to balance out. And then you hit a new high and it does all that stuff. But uh, I'm not gonna hit that, right? And so in business, a lot of things are unpredictable and you can make it more predictable by having like a membership or recurring monthly income or something of that case. But overall, it's pretty fucking unpredictable. It's not a steady paycheck every single week and you have to be okay with that, right? Cause you're gonna hit a high month and then you're gonna be like me and be like, oh, I want a new car. And so I bought a new fucking car. And <laughs> that like now my baseline lifestyle has increased, right? I'm well above that baseline. So I did it in a smart way and I love the car, but at the same time, 
it's like my baseline lifestyle needs have increased and that is kind of tactical stress to maintain a high baseline income, right? And now I'm at a point where I'm happy with this, but there's gonna come a time where I either drop too low in monthly income because I don't want to sustain a certain amount or I have to decrease my lifestyle. So I have to move into a cheaper place or I have to get rid of my car or I have to do something else. If I don't want, as we talked about earlier, just a certain amount of stress in my life, right? That's where the stress is created is the gap between those two and how small that gap is. So that alone is stress regulation is the gap between how much you're making and how much you're spending. All right. And lesson or step number seven is leverage your time and then your mind, which is kind of a spinoff of Naval's tweet, which is earn with your mind, not with your time. Because manual labor implies that there is a cap, there is a limit, you can only work so many hours of the day, you can only give so much of your time, it's finite, right? That means your income is finite, it's not infinite. So what you have to do to start is you need to get results, you need to get a baseline income and just get into the arena with manual labor like consulting, freelancing or something of that nature to kind of an establish a name and results for yourself. But then you need to earn with your mind. It has to demand creativity. You have to be building leverage, whether it be a social media audience, email list, or other form of leverage that allows you to send people to a product, right? A product that can be, that has high profit margins and can be replicated very quickly. So a digital product for that case, or even a SaaS or a software are good routes to go for cash flow, at least because then you send people to them with your mind in a sense, because you're attracting people with the thoughts in your head via content to that product, they buy it and you spend no time at all selling that thing. But freelancing and other things are a bit different. So you need to, as you increase your leverage with manual labor, then you have to decrease the amount of time you spend because you have more leverage and create higher leverage products, right? So leverage in terms of being able to get back your time and then leverage in terms of like just money. All right, to end the video, I want you to say what's up to Benji. He's my big baby and he wants you to like the video. He wants you to subscribe to the video. He wants you to join Modern Mastery for five bucks via the link in the description. He also wants you to join the two hour writer course. Um, free stuff, power planner, seven days to genius ideas in the description. Listen to the podcast and do everything else. Like, subscribe. See you later.